Robert Patrick talked to me about his film Alien Trespass in his career. Robert Patrick, in a moment. Here's Robert Patrick on Alien Trespass. Let's listen. Robert Patrick joined me a few years ago to talk about Alien Trespass, and we chatted about his career and life. Here's one of my favorite actors, Robert Patrick. Tony. Hey, Robert Patrick, how are you? Good. <laughs> it's a, I love Vernon. He's fun, man. No, Vernon was a hoot, huh? <laughs> he was, he was. He was. Like, uh, I've, I've been talking about him. People have been asking me, and, you know, it's just a classic authority figure for teenagers, you know, the big, you know, guy that's always picking on them and calling them names, and then he turns out to be the coward, the first one, you know, <laughs> one of the first ones to die. Can't get a date, yeah. Quite <laughs> <laughs> a guy. Yeah, I liked him. I liked he was funny, and uh, his partner kind of scared him from the radiation a little bit. Wouldn't go near the. It was funny. Yeah, that was that was that was a great uh, great bit. That was fun to do. I I, I like doing it. What about uh, the stuff in the diner? The diner was fun. Well, you know, I think about the scenes I did. I, I'm not really in the movie that much, and <laughs> and uh, I, I just a little bit of time to connect with the audience. And die and, uh, you know, sort of established me as a bully. And we shot my stuff out in like five days. And, you know, it, it went by pretty quick. But I remember the diner scene just, you know, Bob uh, kind of wanted to see Vernon get a little hurt. He wanted to see Vernon get a little hurt inside when Jenny, uh, when she, uh, you know, ignored him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, turn him down and let him know what a heel he is, and then the way the the teenagers kind of pick on him, I, you kind of feel a little bit of sympathy for Vernon. Yeah, but uh, he, you know, you say name calling. He, he tends to use the word cockroach a lot too. <laughs> well, which is, I guess, uh, you know, a word that they used back in the fifties a lot. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. uh, but you know, they kind of wrote this. Uh, Totally true uh, to that time period, so maybe that's you know that that was the lingo back in the time. I, I think the kids were all you know uh, trying to you know do the real hip cat kind of talking and the beatnik kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. How old are you? I'm in my fifties, actually. So no, see, so I'm fifty. So you'd appreciate this movie. I oh, mean, of I, course. I grew up. I grew up watching this kind of stuff on black and white TVs. Yeah, I sure did. I mean, that's it's. I was like, I was saying earlier that Saturday nights when we were kids, we used to we were just weaned on this stuff. Yeah, it was a good old movies that as time went by they got cheesier and cheesier. You know, <laughs> I know. You know, and you and you, you couldn't help but not watch it. It was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. it was a good time. Yeah, they, they were very smart in picking some of the elements from some of the better ones and putting it into this movie, which one of the things I liked about it. And I think that's because they're true fans of the genre. Yeah, I agree. They they, they had such enthusiasm that way. I mean, when Robert uh, called me up, told me what he was going to do, I was like, oh, man, is that going to work? You know, you're going to shoot it in 15 days. And those all those things came to be advantages. I mean, you got a bunch of really gung-ho actors up there, real gung-ho uh, DPs, and, and all the people involved were kind of really clear on his vision and uh, you know those those uh, things that by today's standards would would seem like uh, negative things were positive I think for us oh I think so I'm, I was really impressed with the attention to details I mean down to the the diner the cars everything even the haircuts everything yeah no they did a great job we shot it up in Canada and mm-hmm. they found some places up there that really kind of maintain the charm and i don't know how they pulled off that mojave desert kind of looking stuff uh yeah 
I remember that location they found. I thought, God dang, we're in British Columbia. How'd they do that? <laughs> well, I tell you, they had you had a great cast around you too. You really did. Yeah, Eric McCormack is just tremendous. I mean, yep. that, that was one of the things that brought my attention to the project too. Is when I found out that Eric was going to do it, and everyone they cast, you know, all the way across the board, they did, they all did such a great job. It was, it was interesting watching some of the younger actors that were the teenagers and, yeah. and how uh, sweet they were and innocent and. Uh, you know, uh, even the tough guys in that, you know, they brought a real vulnerability to the characters. How'd you like the, how'd you like the cars? The cars were bitching. <laughs> yeah, no, they were great. I mean, that, that was, uh, 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 even the, even the cop car we had, I, I found that to be pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that time period for automobiles. Yeah, it was a great. And, period. you know, that whole time period in America, you know, it was an innocent mm-hmm. time. It was right after World War II. You know, the, the, there was no real threat. The only threat was uh, the Russians and right. the Sputniks, and we're right into the Cold War. And, uh, you know, so they started looking out into space for, for these uh, these creatures, uh, creating that whole thing. I mean, as far as, like, what you used, your weaponry, was that like an actual old-style gun and all that, too? Yeah, it was an old revolver. I think it was a five-shot. I think it was a Smith & Wesson, if I'm not mistaken. Might wow. be. I think it might have been a... Thirty-eight, I think. Wow, look at that. That's cool. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun, and uh, I just really dug the movie. And did you like it? Since so you walked away having a good time with it, huh? I did have a good time with it. I, you know, I really did. And I, you know, I credit Eric too because I, you know, his performance is really the linchpin. And he did. Yeah, he's amazing. Job. Yeah, he did an amazing job with it. He really did. He really did. And then the actress too, who was uh, the waitress at the diner, was fantastic. She was, you know, her name escapes me right now, but she was amazing. Oh, Jenny Baird. Jenny Baird, yes. Yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah, she did a great job. She's kind of said, you know, slap Vernon down hard, but well, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that's poor Vernon, you know. You know, no one no one sees Vernon as a, mm-hmm. it just wasn't very appealing, I guess, to mm-hmm. anybody. So a guy like that has sensitivities, too. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the funny thing is, with the X-Files, you and Bob Goodwin are like two ships that kind of passed each other a little bit there. Yeah, Bob and I never really got a chance to work together, and uh, we we worked together right after the X Files. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a uh, project that Jason Cahill wrote for FX that didn't get picked up. He uh, called me to do this. You know, uh, I had had a great experience with him on that, and uh, even even though that didn't sell, but uh, it seemed like this would be a good project, and I, I got his premise, and I trusted him as a filmmaker jumped on board. You know, I, I really have to credit you for Doggett on the X-Files. Uh, you know, when you came in, I just thought the whole show just got a whole bolt of energy. You know, it really did. Those last few seasons for me were a lot of fun to watch. Well, I appreciate that. I hear that from time to time from people and uh, can't get enough of hearing that because uh, there was a lot of hesitation on uh, the fans' part originally when that was announced. and it was really a rewarding experience for me. The way I look at it, we got to keep the X-Files on the air for two more years. Yeah. I think we took it in a whole different direction. And, you know, to be able to do uh, such great writing that Chris Carter had, yep. you know, his abilities and, uh, you know, being able to work with, with him, and it was just a wonderful experience. Uh, really, really glad I got to do it. I mean, I would like to have... You know, do a, do a show from the get go where it's my character and not you know coming sure. behind somebody, uh, obviously. But uh, that's the way it, that's the way it worked out. Of course, people ask you all the time about the Terminator, but when I look at it, 
you were actually probably one of the very first actors in the digital age that really got scanned, you know, for a role. Yeah, I might be. I might be one of the first guys. I don't know. I, you know, I think they'd use that process on the abyss. Uh, I don't know if they used uh, actors. I, I don't know how, how they went about doing it. Maybe, but I might be. Geez, that was certainly a monumental film uh, in oh, its yeah. time, and I think it still holds up today. So uh, obviously, the sci-fi genre has—it's uh, been good to me. That one still holds up incredibly well. They just released it on Blu-ray, and I'm sure it looks fantastic too. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I, I watch stuff once, and that's about all I can watch. You know <laughs> what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I don't want to sit there and watch it too much. Well, I think a performance that you did. Uh, that I really connected with was uh, the character in The Sopranos that you played. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Davis Catino. Well, that, that's, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wish I got more opportunities to do, uh, you know, do stuff like that. I mean, I, that's what I love about my television show right now. Yeah. And, you know, and actually working with David Chase is what led me to work with Chris Carter, and now mm-hmm. working with Chris Carter is what's led me to work with David Mamet and Sean Ryan. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to chase after really good material, and... Uh, you know, the, all those guys are fantastic writers. I, I love that experience uh, on The Sopranos. Would work work with David Chase anytime again. Yeah, he was a very real character, and you really, you know, you really showed this guy who really just his whole world was falling apart all around him. It's really yeah, he was pathetic. Yeah, he was a pathetic yeah. guy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was uh, good addiction is a very uh, a very real deal, you know, and uh, very much. I, I, I went to Gamblers Anonymous and met uh, some guys from Gamblers Anonymous, and wow. Yeah. You, know, you heard their stories and went, Jesus Christ. Lost lives, you know, uh, businesses, just like my character. You yeah, know, you, exactly. You their mindset. Exactly. I heard you're going to be in a movie. It's actually a comedy. It's called Men Who Stare at Goats. And, yes. And some good people are in that, too. Yes, yeah, great Clooney. people, great cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, George Clooney produced it. Uh, nice. He's in it. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, Kevin wow. Spacey, a bunch of people. Not bad. <laughs> a bunch of really, really talented people. Yeah, I think it's going to be hilarious. Directed by Grant Hesloff. Nice. He's funny. <laughs> Good. He did an X Files with me. Oh, did he? Really cool. Yeah. Cool. He's an actor. He was. A, he was. A, he, he's an actor. You know, and mm-hmm. a friend of George's, and, and uh, directed, co-wrote a script with George. Good night. Good night. Good luck. Yes, that's right. The uh, Edward R. Mur- uh, the uh, the yeah. Edward R. Murrow or uh, thing. I think yeah. they co-wrote that. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I think. Mm-hmm. There's more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Here's more sci-fi talk with Tony Tolado. Now I hear you actually produced something called Black Waters of Echoes Pond. Is that right? I I don't know where I got the producer credit on that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they must have gave me that. Uh, I did a couple days in that. I'm not really sure what's going on with that film. Yeah. So I guess the bulk of your time is spent on the unit these days. Yeah, mostly you know preoccupied with the, well, preoccupied. That is my day job. You know, I mean that's yeah. what I do. I spend most of my time on that. You know, uh, got two kids and a wife and. Uh, I live here in L.A. and go out and do some movies here and there and ride around on my motorcycles, and that's really where I'm at right now. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. I'll be doing a, I'm leaving to do another cross-country trip here. Uh, I think I'm leaving April uh, or May 19th. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the weather's getting nicer. Oh, it should be good. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome experience. I've done it twice before. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then we'll go back. Hopefully, we'll find out about the unit, and we'll be going back to work uh, in July. 
Yeah, yeah, I know you guys don't get a lot, a big break, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, well, they are worse things. Yes, they are worse <laughs> things. <laughs> they are worse things, for sure. Especially you know, these that days. was one of the reasons to do this movie, too, is it just what what this movie can offer mm-hmm. as far as escapism right now. The, oh, the yeah. crap we're dealing with. Oh, yeah. As a country to kind of take us back to a time when, you know, there was a lot of hope. I think there's there's uh, there's some funny little nuggets in the movie. Like there's one character who says, "Ah, uh, oh, come on, the Edsel's going to be around forever." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, it's like, uh, and actually, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, Bob Goodwin said there's actually a, uh, a 2009 uh, or eight uh, item that's actually in the movie that was by accident, and uh, it's it's there, but. Uh, it's like I, I've seen it a few times, and I'm hard pressed to find it. So I don't know. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he said it's definitely 2008. It does not belong in the 50s. So that was kind of interesting. I don't know. I haven't found it. Everything else looks so authentic. Even the typewriter in the police station was just like you know as 50s as you can get. It's amazing. Huh? I wonder what it is. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things where people have to get their DVDs or or see multiple screenings and and and, and see if they can find it. But uh, yeah. Well, how do you think people are going to react to this? You know, I think because these movies have been on television forever. Uh, I mean, they've been rerun, really, and then actually have been repackaged on DVD. You know, The Day the Earth Stood Still was just remade, and, you know, what people did was... Was like, that successful? Uh, it it, it kind of came and went. Um, you know, the old one, I think, is still the king, and... Um, and it was just re-released on DVD, and they really did a good treatment with that, too, on DVD. So, you know, the movies are out there, so this fits right in there. And they got that animated thing that came out right now, Alien and Monsters. Yeah, that's a, that seems like a lot of fun. Also kind of, uh, it, it only helps you guys, because it's the same kind of thing. You know, the, it's the same creatures from the 50 movies. It looks exactly like our creature. Yeah. <laughs> that is some monster you guys had, I'll tell you. <laughs> you should have tried wrestling with it. I can imagine, too. I can oh, imagine. man, and believe it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you got to make this, you got to you got to believe this. Go ahead and wrestle this thing. Girl. I guess that's why they call it acting. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is the high point of my career right here. <laughs> well, it's, but that's what the monsters look like in those movies. I know. know. They, I know. They, they look, I mean, some of them were like, uh, you know, I think they, they had one guy, they had a gorilla suit, and they put a diving helmet on him, and there was the monster. I mean, any which way they could do it, they found a way. It was really funny. That's hysterical. <laughs> but that's what I liked about this movie. It just... I, I think the kids will get a kick out of it saying, oh, my God, they really, you know, they really did all that. And, and then they'll go back and see some of these movies. And then, you know, for me, it's like a trip back. You know, it's a trip back in time. And and the colors and everything are perfect for, like, the 50s Technicolor kind of movie. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, it's got that real kind of... It's not saturated, but... Mm-hmm. Those rich colors they used to have in those days and, and yeah. the cars and everything. And then, you know, the, the rear projection where the guy's walking and he stops and <laughs> it's still moving, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's what we. That's just classic. Stuff. It is classic. It is. I mean, Vern is somebody we've seen and I don't know. I mean, I've seen a Vern and I don't know how many of these movies. I mean, it was. Yeah, there's fun. always that guy. You yeah. Know? yeah. He's, he's kind of the bully. Yeah. And what do we, what do we find out about all bullies is, Bullies, the reason they bully is because they want somebody to love them, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. It's uh, no matter what's going on, he just has his own agenda, 
You know, he, he, there's a crisis at the house, and he says, "You're so and so sister, right?" <laughs> I mean, that's what he yeah, says. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that. I remember that. <laughs> it was like that's all he cares about. Hey, uh, how is she, by the way? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 who's she seeing these days? <laughs> and, the, and the girl's like, uh, "Hey, there's, there's a creature in there, or something." Oh yeah, right. Well, don't worry about it. <laughs> it was really uh, evoked that, and I was just really impressed with the locations and uh, the saucer. Uh, you know, the, the, yeah, that saucer was cheesy, huh? Oh my god! Oh, yeah, that's what they had. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the controls and everything he's working on, and uh, I think the only digital that we really could see was the beginning where they had to do that, you know, for the ships and everything. But uh, yeah, and even outside it, of that, outside of that, I think we used pretty much all the. They only used three lenses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the whole thing. So. Yeah, they, they, even the way it's cut and shot, it very, you know, very much keeping with the time period. It's, it's really, even Eric's wardrobe, and it was just like, oh my God, I've seen people wear that stuff. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, Eric did a great job. He looked great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody was really there. And the thing is, you all had to play it straight. You couldn't really, uh, you really couldn't try to do comedy. You had to just believe in who you were and do it that way and stay on course. Otherwise, the movie falls apart. Yeah, play it straight. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't do it, if you didn't commit, it wasn't going to work. No, definitely not. It's great. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. This is a fun movie, and I hope that a lot of people get a chance to see it. And uh, if anything, it should be on your DVD collection with the other 50s movies. Uh, awesome, man. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, sir. What a pleasure. Enjoy My pleasure. My pleasure is mine. I look forward to meeting you someday. I'd love that. That'd be great. All, All right. right, buddy. You take care. God bless. All right, you too.